This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. At the Turn is brought to you by Vice Golf. Vice is a German company that makes premium quality golf balls for half the premium price. The Pro and Pro Plus were awarded a gold medal on Golf Digest's annual hot list, making Vice the only small company to win the magazine's highest award. Golf balls shouldn't cost more than the round of drinks afterwards. What's your vice? This is At The Turn. It's time for discussion and interviews about the world of golf you won't hear anywhere else. Here are your hosts, Nick Heidelberger and Joe Simons. The azaleas are in full bloom. The fake birds are being piped all throughout Augusta National. That's right. The 2019 Masters is upon us. Nick, are you ready for a Masters preview today? Uh, I am ready, Joe. I'm always ready for a Masters preview. Might as well be November. (laughs) <laughs> have your picks changed from November to today? Uh, they absolutely have, because a couple of these guys, I'll, I'll, I'll just, I'll tease it. One of them has not. One of these guys I have been confident in for years, and you can go back on this podcast and hear my confidence in this player. But the other two, I probably haven't mentioned their name in uh, in the couple of years we've been doing this. So... Yeah, a couple of them I think are hot right now and could capture lightning in a bottle, and one of them is um, a powerhouse. Let's do it. Okay, let's do it. Do you want to do you want to bounce back and forth on our Masters picks real quick? Yeah. So for the fans who are just tuning in in 2019 for the first time, uh, Joe and I like to do a Masters preview where we go through our picks and uh, preview the tournament. We we each pick a dark horse a contender, and a winner. And for the record, Joe and I, between the two of us, picked the winners of the first two majors last year. So looking pretty good. It's a pretty good preview pod, if I do say so myself. And so, Joe, should we start with our dark horse? Yeah, I'll go first. So this guy had a very good Valspar championship, played very well on the weekend. He was red hot. In the match play tournament, he did lose in the quarterfinals to the eventual champion, Kevin Kisner. He's lost in a playoff at Augusta National. He lost to Bubba in the playoff 
and he has four top 20 finishes at the Masters. He was T12 last year. My dark horse at 40 to 1. I'm going to put 10 fake American at the turn dollars on him to win. Louis Oosthuizen is my dark horse pick, Nick. That's a good one. I, I, I like I like Louis. I can see that. He's He's been uh, the top of a lot of leaderboards. A lot of good numbers there. So, he's a major uh, winner. He won the British Open by eight shots, I believe. Looking pretty good. I My dark horse, Joe, also a previous major champion. Um, but you might not have heard of him in a long time. And you know, it's interesting. If you go back, uh, when was the putter, when was the anchoring ban? Like four or five years ago now? Yeah, it was a while now. So there was a there was a kind of this this gathering of players who were at the top of their games, Keegan Bradley being one of them, my pick, my dark horse, another one of them, who were anchor putters, and they were they were at the top of the game. They they changed this putting ruling and they had to completely change up their putting stroke. And a lot of them fell off. You didn't hear their names for a while, but now they're starting to resurface. And the other one, who I'm picking as my dark horse to win the Masters, former world number one. Adam Scott. Joe, he's having a very good season. Finished second at the Farmers Insurance Open, tied for seventh at the Genesis Open, and tied for tenth at the CJ Cup. Um, Adam Scott, he won. Did he win the Masters? I'm sorry. He is a Masters champion. He's got, he's got a green jacket. Number 29 in the world. Um, just 38. So he's still, he's still young. He's in the back nine of his career. But... Um, He's been hot this year, Joe. He has, and he's quite a handsome man. Dated Kate Hudson in his past. That's always got to help the confidence. I don't care how far removed that is. I like your Adam Scott pick. And like you said, Masters champion. If you've won this tournament before, the Masters is one of those weird tournaments where if you've won there before, I'm never surprised if you perform well. Like you always see some sort of like, 50-something-year-old guy who, like, I think Larry Mize was, like, 57 years old, and he finished, like, eighth. Nicholas finished fifth when he was 58 years old. Fred Couples, I'm sure he'll probably have another top 10 finish. He's in his 60s now. Like, I could see Phil making a run in his late 50s. Couldn't you? It, it's just oh, yeah. it's just one of those courses that if you are a past champion, like Bubba, if Bubba wins the Masters this year, I wouldn't be surprised at all. It's just that kind of tournament. Yeah, I just hope Danny Willett doesn't resurface anytime in our <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> you're you're anti Willett. Yeah, I'm anti Willett. Okay, well, if you do, you, did you care to explain that at all? I just don't like him. Okay, that's fair. No, no, no explanation needed. My contender, Masters champion, impressive. I would argue to say the most impressive Masters record in the history of the tournament. Based on the number of years he has performed and where he has finished, I think it's unassailable as the best Masters record in history. Well, I, there are some really good numbers to back that up, but the, Listen to this. The, the total number of wins is not one of them. Okay. Hang on. Five starts. Tied second, winner, tied second, tied 11, and third. I don't very care good. that I don't care that Jack Nicholas won six. It took him forty years to do it. This is an incredible Masters record. That being said, he has played awful this season. He has not had a top twenty finish. I think he's something like down in the thirties for world ranking. But the fact that I can get this player at twenty-two to one to win the Masters when he has been the best player at the Masters 
over the last five seasons. I have to do it. My contender, probably not going to make the cut, Jordan Speed. It's a great pick. For those reasons you just said, I think there was a time, and I don't I don't know the specific number, so don't quote me, but his head-to-head record, like if you take his wins, like the people he beat, the people who beat him, he was like, I don't know, 250 and, and two, because he, he won and had two second-place finishes, like only two guys beat him, and he beat whatever. Like, it, it's very, very impressive. And there there has been reason to believe of late, the last couple of weeks, that Jordan Spieth's game is coming around. I took him this week at the match play. He he did not pan out for me, but he seems to be confident in his game. He clearly is successful at Augusta. I don't think his form is great, but his history is. So that's not a bad contender. It's it's a good pick, especially with those. Excuse me, with those odds. So with those um, odds, yeah, exactly. And by the way, I am putting ten. At the turn dollars on that as well. Okay. So that, that's going to put you down to uh, 25. I know what. I was making sure. You're not, you're not you know, going to need to borrow some more, some more fake money, Joe. <laughs> Joe, I, I got a contender at 30 to 1 who in 2019 has a T3 at a World Golf Championship Mexico, a second place finish at the AT&T Pebble Beach, and a win at the Valspar Championship. This player, at the top of his game, number 11 in the world, Paul Casey. I love that pick. I love that pick so much. I don't even think I told you this, but I was in Vegas for like 36 hours last week. <laughs> you didn't tell me that. And I saw Paul Casey at 30-1. to 1, And so I was making some basketball bets. And I made a couple bets, and I also got some cash in on Paul Casey at 30 to 1 win the Masters. <laughs> he has been playing really well. He has a good record at Augusta. Um, I, I think he's of that age where if he's going to win a major, it's going to be now because of his form. And he's in that you know late 30s to early 40s stretch, which is kind of like the end of a golfer's prime. So I would not be surprised if he got it done, hits the ball a long way, makes putts. It's just a matter of him keeping his nerve. You know, he's only won, I think, three times in America. Two of those have been at the Valspar Championship. So him getting over the hump is always kind of a concern. But he's one of those guys who's always in contention. He's kind of a British Jim Furyk where he's just kind of always there. And occasionally he'll take it over the top. But I can see it. I, I, I love that pick. Yeah. And I also sometimes I go through the, these odds and, and these, like, these numbers and just my feeling on these guys. And I'm like, who does it feel like would just be at the top of the leaderboard and like would win this tournament, but would also be kind of annoying where I'd be like, that's boring and lame. And I'm like, it's Paul Casey. Like I would be not surprised one bit if he wins this tournament and also be not entertained one bit. I mean, like I felt the same way about Francesco Molinari last year at the open. It's like, he he's just there and you're not surprised that he's there, but like we, we clearly want a tiger. So I don't know. Paul Casey, 30 to one. Um, very good trajectory right now, so we'll, we'll roll with it. It's so funny you say that because when making the picks, I kind of go through the same thought process of like, all right, who could I visualize walking up the 72nd hole and winning this tournament? And it'd be like kind of a meh person. Like yeah. Paul Casey fits that bill. Louis fits that bill. It's just like they're not exciting. They go about their business. They're obviously <clears throat> fantastic golfers. And it seems like someone like that could or should win the Masters. So I totally get where you're coming from. Joe, do you want to go into your winner 
for this year, or should we just replay the entire 2018 major predictions? <laughs> this is the player I usually pick to win every single major at this point. It's tough. It's just so tough not to, because I had kind of forgotten that he performed so well in 2018, and then I remembered he birdied the freaking 72nd hole to take the clubhouse lead. Like, Ser Sergio, Jesus. Ugh. I know. I, I, Sergio I my new my new villain. I, I, I hate I hate Sergio as, no, of, I think as of now, declaring it. I love it. Declare war on Sergio. All right, so Ricky Fowler is my pick. He's at 22 to 1, which seems like crazy high odds. Like, he's only like the eighth or ninth favorite to win this tournament, which is nuts. He won in Phoenix this year. He's got a very impressive Masters record, obviously runner-up last year. He's been in the top 15 four out of the last five years at Augusta. Dude plays well in major championships. He just hasn't won one yet. And I think he is eventually going to do it. He's, he's not one of these uh, shrinking violet kind of players. Ricky goes for it, man. He really, the, the, the year he won the Players' Championship, he birdied, I think, the 72nd hole every single day and in the playoff. And you have to be pretty ballsy to pull off that shot. And he was willing to do it to win the tournament. You mean the you mean the seventeenth hole? The seventeenth hole, excuse me. Yes, okay. the seventeenth hole. And for him to birdie the last hole last year, I think just speaks a lot about to what kind of player he is. And I think he's eventually going to do it. It may not be at Augusta, but it's good enough to get my ten at the turn dollars on Ricky to win the twenty nineteen Masters. All right, Joe. Well, I hope that one of those guys pulls through for you. Otherwise, your at the turn dollars are going to be few and far between. But yeah. We're going to roll into a pick again. We could probably play the, the entire 2018 Majors preview, and this would probably be the same pick. I got Justin Thomas to win the Masters this year at 16-1. to 1. Um, I probably don't need to talk about why I have Justin Thomas, but I will. He's number five in the world. He He's just a guy who can put the pedal down and leave the field in the dust. And if if he if things are clicking for him, it wouldn't surprise me to see Justin Thomas do that at, at Augusta. Um, I mean, he's just, he's so long. He's so accurate. He's very precise. He's a good putter. Um, it's just, he's just a, a great player. And um, he's got one major and I, I fully expect him to have like four or five by the time it's all said and done. So why not Augusta? Why not now? No, I get it. Justin Thomas will win more majors in his career. He's the kind of player when he gets hot, he's in that category of like DJ and Rory. And he's, he's of those top, 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 top tier players. So if he gets rolling, I would not be surprised if he's wearing a green jacket. All right. So a reminder that this program is brought to you exclusively by the number one German golf ball on planet earth, vice golf, new promo code. Nick is yesterday's news. You don't use it anymore. Hybrid. H-Y-B-R-I-D. Put it in. You're going to get free shipping anywhere in the U.S. Your backpacks, your bags, tees, gloves, hats, and more. Vicegolf.com. Promo code HYBRID. Joe, you just, mentioned, you just mentioned DJ and Rory, and I want to go through some of the guys because I looked at your list and I looked at my list, and there's a lot of names that we left off there. That, no doubt. That, like, that are very, 
I definitely pondered. I'm sure that you pondered. But I just want to rant, run through a handful of them and just get a, maybe a quick take on, yeah. uh, on some of these guys. So let's start with Rory. Obviously, he's looking for the career Grand Slam. He's been very vocal about his kind of mentality going into the Masters, how he, he tries to change up his mindset, how he tries to use the, the noise to fuel him or how he tries to tone it out every year. is kind of a different story with him. But um, he's playing really good right now. He's obviously had the green jacket within his grasp and lost out on it. It would be a career grand slam for him. What are your thoughts on Rory going in? He's the odds-on favorite. It looks like 8-1 to one right now. He should be. He should definitely be the odds-on favorite. Um, I just kind of hope for the sake of Rory's career and for him to kind of continue on this trajectory to be sort of in that Tom Watson, Gary Player status of like greatness, like not the Nicholas Tiger, but the one right below that, you know, throw Trevino and Palmer in there. He has a chance to get in that class. But if he does not win the Masters, this will be the thing that ultimately defines his career because he has put so much emphasis on it. The media also puts a lot of emphasis on it. And I think he probably will win the Masters, but every year that he doesn't, it's going to become a scarier and scarier beast that just kind of hangs over him. Um, I don't think he's going to win. I think he should be the favorite, but I, I just think he's doing himself a disservice by being so vocal about it. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I think Rory's awesome, and I hope he wins by eight shots. I just don't see it. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised one bit if Rory wins. I, I highly considered taking him for my pick. I hope he wins. I think it would be an injustice if he doesn't end up closing out that career Grand Slam, and uh, I think he will. And I can't wait to watch when it happens, and I hope it's this year. Um, no real reason I didn't take him other than I just didn't. It's good uh, for golf. It's yeah. It It's very good for golf if Rory gets the career Grand Slam because – I think at this point, it's still up for debate who's going to be the player of this generation. Is it Rory? Is it DJ? Is it Spieth? And Rory has the opportunity, because of the majors, to separate himself. Even though DJ has 20 career wins, he only's got the one major, this will be Rory's fifth career Grand Slam. He could start pulling away because of his wins in those tournaments. So next up, DJ. Neither of us picked him. Um, he's number one in the world right now, Joe. Uh, what's, what's your prognosis on DJ going to the Masters? Is there a number one golfer who is as dominant and like flashy and cool and has everything you want in a golfer that we talk about less going into these tournaments? Not just us. I feel like DJ is never anyone's pick to win a major. Maybe it's because he's only won one, but the guy's won 20 tournaments. He has won the U.S. Open. He's had a lot of crummy luck in majors. Weird stuff has happened to him. Mm. Like, what was it? A couple years ago, he had won three tournaments in a row going into Augusta. He... <clears throat> falls down some stairs. Um, I just I just think that anytime Dustin Johnson tees it up, he should be a favorite. He certainly could win. I just don't consider him because we've gone a long time and he's only won one, I guess. That's yeah. wrong, though, right? We should think about him. Yeah, I mean, I, I think about him. I mean, I, I guess you don't speak for me on that because I definitely think about DJ. And he can be another one of those dominant players that just leaves the field in the dust. And... Even when he's not playing his best, he can win. I think he's proven that earlier this year. So that's a scary thing. Um, it will be interesting because I think he was getting the most hype two years ago going into the Masters. And that's when he had to withdraw like last minute and it was a big deal. And since then, um, you know, he hasn't gotten quite as much hype, but it'll be interesting. I think he's another guy who, who really could pull away. Um, 
another guy, not to touch on too many, but I got two more guys I want to talk about, and that's not including Tiger. Uh, where, oh, Justin Rose. I just oh, saw Justin really? Rose. Justin. Yeah. I would not be surprised one bit if Justin Rose wins the Masters. I he would if I didn't pick Justin Thomas, I was gonna pick Justin Rose. I just I just think he's got a really good shot at winning it. He does, but the fact that you would not be surprised one bit, I would not care one bit if Justin Rose wins the Masters. Yeah, but that's no not one, that's not a qualify. You don't have to care. <laughs> I <laughs> you're right. You're right. I don't have to care. And I won't. I just Justin Rose doesn't do it for me. He's a great golfer. Best of luck. That's my thoughts okay. on Justin Rose. Okay. And before we touch on Tiger whatsoever, Bryson DeChambeau. Did you consider ah. taking him at all? You know, I saw his number around 25 or 30, and I didn't. I, I don't I'm looking really at remember. I'm looking at it at 16. What's the best Bryson DeChambeau's ever done in a major? Like, I don't know what his major history is, but I know he's racked up. For how long he's been on tour, he's racked up a lot of wins. He's very high in the world rankings, and when he's on, he's on. Um, so... Take that for what it, for what it's worth. He does not have a major. So wait, you think that he would be a viable pick in this tournament? Yeah, I I definitely think what it, for him in the top. I bet you he'll finish in the top five. I'd, I'd put money on him in the top five. In fact, I will. Now that I said it on the rare, I'll, I'll oh. find his odds for top five and I'll and I'll put money on it. I like it. You're getting challenged. Okay. Bryson DeChambeau's best result in a major championship was in 2016 when he was an amateur. He oh, has he did have a really good finish at Augusta as an amateur, didn't he? He 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 played really well, but he kind of failed off at the end. He finished T21. So <laughs> wow. As an amateur, he finished T21 at the Masters and T15 at the US Open. That's that's pretty good. Um but yeah, I know he hasn't played well, in a lot of I think majors. one of the most the most important thing you just said about that was that was 2016. Yeah, he was an amateur in 2016, and now we are the first major of 2019. And um, I mean, we're not that far removed. He, his his best is yet to come, and he's still racked up a ton of wins between then and now. I understand, but just to be fair, he is he has played in seven majors as a professional. He missed three cuts, and his best finish was T25 at the 2018 U.S. Open. Okay, well, I. I, I I don't know what the odds are going to be, but I, I got Bryson in for a top five. Okay. And now Tiger? Tiger. Okay. Just, just, <laughs> can Tiger win the Masters, Joe? I mean, yeah, that's, that's the question on everybody's mind. Can Tiger win the Masters? Like, Absolutely. What, what should the expectations be for the casual fan going into the Masters for Tiger? I mean, he's that he pretty play. good. He just finished T5 at the match play. He's looked all right. You think he can win? Tiger can contend at Augusta. I don't. I, I, can he win? Yes. I think I would be surprised if Tiger is not. Although you remember last year. Last year we all kind of went nuts with the Tiger stuff, and we. I remember watching the Golf Channel, and they all went around the horn. You know, Navalo, Duval, Shambly, and they all said, "I think Rich Lerner asked Rapid Fire, would you be surprised if Tiger?" does not finish in the top 10. And they all said yes instantly. And then he finished like T37. So I want it to happen, but I think we get a little bit over our skis with this stuff sometimes. 
Um, well, let I me ask you this. Well, oh, sorry, go ahead, finish. I think it's a little bit of fool's gold that Tiger had a good match play because I watched a few of his matches. Tiger didn't play that well. He, 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 he made some putts, but he obviously missed some as well. So I don't know if he is in top, top form going into Augusta. Hope I'm wrong. I just don't think this is the year. Okay. So what would surprise you more if Tiger misses the cut or finishes top three? Uh, missing the cut would be a pretty big surprise. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I would, I, because I think Tiger could go out there with one hand and shoot 72 if he needed to. Um, he hasn't won there in a long time, but he still plays well there. Um, I, I, I don't see him missing the cut. Do you? I would say it would surprise. I mean, God, I, w- I want to see Tiger win so bad, but it would surprise me more. I think if he finished in the top three. Wow, really? Yeah, because I could just see it. Just he he has a bad round, you know, Thursday or Friday, and you know, on the fringe of that cut line, and you know. You know, a putt here or there doesn't go in, and you, you miss the cut. You know, it, half the guys miss the cut, you know? No, half the guys aren't Tiger Woods, though. No, true. Very true. But I don't know. I mean, uh, God, I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> Trust me. But what would surprise me more in my heart of hearts, I think I'd be a little bit more surprised, pleasantly surprised, if he finishes in the top three. Top okay. three, I mean, that, that, that's, it's a stacked field. I mean, it's the Masters, obviously. but um, Tiger Woods, baby! I know, I know. All right, well, that's where I'm at. Um, before we go, I want to I wanna ask you one thing. And I can answer first to give you a second to think about it. What is the thing you are looking forward to the least about the coverage of the Masters Golf Tournament? My thing that is now my annual pet peeve is when all the media that gets to go to Augusta talks about how good the food is and how cheap the food is. Like, oh, my God, the ice cream sandwiches. Oh, my God, the pimento cheese thing. Because that's an ex- it's not like other sporting events where it's something that's accessible to fans. This is a thing that we're never going to try. And you're just telling us that, hey, this really exclusive thing, once you get in, it's even better than you imagine. I just – I have no time for that. I don't like it. Do you have a thing that bugs you about Augusta? I got two things. I, I have two things. Um, number one, the the – the access is so restricted at Augusta, and so this this sound. But for the casual fan, like I have I have a job where I work Monday through Friday. Like on Thursday and Friday, I'm following Tiger Tracker. But like phones aren't allowed on the golf course, so it's very hard to get live tweets. And I know it sounds lame, but like it it's obnoxious. Where like you're trying to get all these live updates, and like the co- like you don't get wall to wall coverage like you do for these normal tournaments. There's like certain hours, and there's like restrictions and and all these policies in place that make it harder to get that like instantaneous like live tweeting like all that all that stuff is just a little bit more difficult to get and it's you still get it you still get what you need but it's just not like we're accustomed to in this day and age so that and then also the par three contest i love and i just i just get annoyed when they say that if you win the par three contest you can't win the tournament and i i said it last year and i really hope that Patrick Reed is the guy to break that, to win the par three contest and then go and win the tournament. And it just bothers me when a guy will like intentionally three or four putt on the last hole of a par three tournament because they think it's going to jinx them from winning. Like I want a guy who's going to be go out there and say like, I can do it. Who cares? Like I'm a winner. I can win this and I can win the tournament and just go out there and do it and not be afraid of some stupid made up jinx. The reason why nobody's done it is because 
you're one guy in a massive field of hundreds of people, the odds are just stacked incredibly against you, not because there's any kind of stupid jinx. So I'm tired of hearing about that. I like it. At first, I thought you were going to say you didn't like the Par 3 contest, and I was going to say No, oh, I love it. It's great, love right? love the Par 3 contest. Oh, yeah. Well, let me ask you this then. Would you rather, just a real quick would you rather, win the Par 3 contest and miss the cut in the tournament or finish T45 in the tournament and have be no factor in the Par 3? Yeah, T45 in the tournament. The Par 3 is oh. I would rather <laughs> the Par 3 is not. Give me that Par I want a trophy from Augusta. I don't think... No, I like to finish T forty five in the Masters. Like that's talk about that for the rest of your life. <laughs> you know, it's such a consolation to be like, well, like I missed the cut. Of, I missed the cut at the Masters, but like they have this thing before the tournament where all the guys play in this par three course they have on the. And they're like, is the par three course on the property or is it like is it a real thing? And like, Wait like I heard some other wives and like two year old kids are hitting the shots. Like, is that legit? You're like, is oh, I swear it's good. That's not how you brag about something. You say you participate. You you won the par three contest at the Masters. That's all you have you to can, say. Or you could just say. Trophy. Or you just say, I won at Augusta. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Where's your green jacket? It's at the cleaners. Don't worry about oh, it. Don't worry about it. Stop asking questions. I'm asking the questions here. <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you so much for listening to our Masters preview. Reminder: new promo code. It's hybrid. H Y B R I D to get free shipping anywhere in the U.S. with Vice Golf, hats, balls, bags, golf, and backpack. I love my Vice backpack. I can't talk about that thing enough. I just took it to Vegas. It was perfect. I won in Vegas. It's probably because I brought the Vice backpack. It was amazing. Good for you, though. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to say? That's it, man. I just can't wait for the Masters. Let's uh, let's recap it when it's over and uh, have some fun with it. Who will wear that green coat? I'm Lacey Evans. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time at The Turn.